It's the Mike Salk Show, serviced by Jaffco Plumbing and Sewer. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Are you ready? Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the 710 Sports app and at 710sports.com. Are you ready for a good Pete Carroll coming up in 30 minutes from now. Good opportunity to talk to the coach after another win. See what's going on now and where they're moving they got a game against L.A. on Sunday that in very well may very well decide the season. So huge one for them coming up on uh, on Sunday, and nice to do it coming off of a win against Houston. Have they turned the corner? That's the question I'm asking. I, I mean, certainly you can see a lot of signs that they have, and Tyler Lockett's big day, and Rashad Penny's big day, and good balance with the running game and the passing game. Second straight week that the defense has shut the other team out in the second half. Uh, and that's against the Niners team that looked pretty darn good. Now, obviously, the Niners got a few guys back this week, right? So they looked a little different with Debo Samuel and Fred Warner, getting Fred Warner back. I mean, those things obviously help those players matter. But have the Seahawks turned the corner? I think they have. I don't think they're the team that they were in the first half of the season. I think they're not the same team that they were when Russell was either hurt not playing or hurt and playing. Rashad turned the corner. Right. I mean, like there, there's a lot of evidence to me that they have turned the corner. Now, it, I guess it depends on your definition. Does that mean that they're now a Super Bowl favorite? No, I don't put them into that category. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. I think they've got a shot at it. And if they do get in, they're an interesting kind of dangerous team. But they haven't really beaten anybody great. Excuse me. They haven't beaten anybody great yet. And until they do, it's difficult to put them into the league of, of teams that are kind of at the top. But if they turned a corner, yeah, they're no longer slipping. They're no longer getting worse. They're no longer floundering or treading water. I think they've made a lot of really positive adjustments over the course of this season. And we're starting to see the the, the evidence of that. 206-421-3776. I'll ask you guys the same question. Joel's in DuPont. What's up, Joel? Hello, yes. Um, yeah, I think that the ship has sailed already on Seattle. They're not really, they're just barely floating around. Hey, it's the Texans. Okay, we won. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it is, you know, an NFL team, but still, like Detroit, that, that should be a wash. You know, the Bears would be okay, but yeah, next week, you're right. That's going to see. All right, but if you win those up. those other two games against the teams that you just talked about, you're 5-8 and eight now. That gets you to 7-8. and eight. You don't think that's turning a corner after the way this thing started? Well, when I went to the 49er game and Russell was on the two, why was he trying to throw the ball and then it was a fumble? They don't learn from Super Bowl 49. You don't. You run the ball. You know. It's, mm. I think Russell, in general, he 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 doesn't learn. And I I don't know what's going on. It was a, the coaching, but it was up to Russell to audible that play. Yeah. You know, and this. We could have lost that game. I got to tell you, Joe, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about now, but I, I appreciate the phone call. I'm going to try a few other folks. Let's try Shelby, who's in Tacoma. Shelby, what do you make of this? Have they turned a corner? Have they righted the ship? Uh, I'm torn. I, I feel like they may have, but I don't think this roster is good enough to really do anything. And I think if they end up doing really well down the stretch here, it's going to be it's not good. I think that changes need to happen and it's going to make it a lot easier for them to not make changes. So if they, if they end up playing really well down the stretch, let's say they win out, let's say they beat both LA and, and Phoenix here, Arizona to end the year. You're going to say after that, they need to make changes after going at that point, it would be going nine and eight. Hold on. At that point, they will have gone nine and eight while Russell Wilson missed three games and wasn't himself for three more. 
Yeah, I think so because I look at this roster. I look at the offensive line and the defensive line. They're nowhere near Super Bowl. Well, caliber. how would they have won nine games and then? Because of Russell and Pete, I think they make up for a lot of uh, deficiencies. Okay. Well, then and what are the so then what are the ch- Russell's out? Okay. Uh, they're terrible. They looked awful. Well, so hold on. So then, it, what kind of changes do you want to see them make if if they? I want to see uh, front office changes. I, I don't trust that John Schneider is capable of okay. building a Super Bowl roster. I think that early on, uh, I don't know if it was Pete that was had a lot of influence on those early drafts because of his, um, you know, just coming out of college. But they haven't done anything in the draft since 2012. I mean, they've hit on a couple of players, but their record's been pretty bad no i agree with a lot of that and i don't know that we know exactly you know who's responsible for what i think it is worth noting that they may have hit now on daryl taylor I mean, this is essentially his rookie year he's had six sacks already that number will probably go up i mean that that is better than frank clark was in his rookie year so i i think there is some bright future there with him we'll see where it leads with jordan brooks look i, I think they got issues with their with their roster as well but, I, you know, it's also possible that guys are getting better. Pete has always said it's a developmental program where they work on guys improving. Maybe we're seeing some of that. I'll tell you, man, based on the phone calls, nobody seems to think that this team has turned a corner. Nobody seems to be very positive You're on this. You're just so optimistic. No one can hold a flame to your optimism. I don't know. They've won two games in a row. They've played some pretty darn good football in those games. It, it, it does make sense to me that maybe they've turned a corner here and have actually righted their ship. It doesn't mean they're Super Bowl team yet they scored 63 points in the last two games the past five they totaled 69 yeah i'd say that's a pretty marked improvement the numbers are on the side of writing the ship let's grab brandon who's in phoenix what's up man hey how are you good i think the big test will be the rams okay i think they're headed in the right direction they're trending in the right direction but they get past the rams and i'll be full on yep they've righted this thing they're moving on and and Away we go. Yeah, and, and, and I guess I appreciate the phone call. I guess it depends a little bit on the definition of righted, right? I think they're moving in the right direction. I think they've made themselves back into the team that we thought they'd be. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender yet, right? I mean, so, like, they've righted the ship for what they are and for what this season is. Have they righted it in terms of, hey, you know, look out. They're going to start beating Green Bay and Tampa and find their way back to a Super Bowl. Well, I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'll tell you. Beat the Rams this week. Win three in a row, start gaining a little confidence, Russell continuing to get healthier, you can start writing a very different conversation. How about, uh, oh, no, here we go. Do up, Dave. Bring us back down to reality with just your unique dose of negativity. What do you think? Have they righted the ship, do up, Dave? Well, you're watching an illusion, an absolute illusion. What Russell Wilson can't do is he can't win with home field advantage in a playoff game. And he plays the worst team in football, the second worst team in football, and nobody, he's, uh, all he does is pick apart the other team all day. And if you take, if you take, you know, great quarterbacks, you can take several receivers away from them and they're still great. You take Tyler Lockett away from Russell Wilson, he doesn't win a game. He's over. Here's, you take, Tyler Lockett away from Russell Wilson, his career is over. That's it. Well, what about That's all the only... what about all the success he had before Tyler Lockett? 
What? What success? I mean, he won a Super Bowl and went to another one without Tyler Lockett. I mean, that was pretty successful. He didn't win a Super Bowl. The defense won him a Super Bowl. (laughs) The Seahawks defense won him a Super Bowl. He never won anything. He scrambles around, throws the ball high up in the air, and hopes to hell that somebody's going to catch it. How long do you think that's going to go on? Oh, it's going on. Even a decade so far. Dave, I got it. Hold on. I, I like asking questions about you. When you. Where do you watch the games? I bet heavily on sports. <laughs> I bet thousands of dollars on sports. I know what the hell I'm talking about. I didn't about. say you didn't. I just asked you. I like I like getting a little image into your world. Like, where do you watch the games? At home or in a in a bar? Like, where? How do you watch? Like, do, do you have a recliner? What do you like when you watch the games? Well, I used to watch it in the bar with a with a with a good psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> the evidence would suggest otherwise. <laughs> I imagine you on an old school, like kind of green felt covered easy chair watching the game. Is that accurate? Oh, no, I walk around and drink beer and uh, and vodka and beer and look and swear at the TV. <laughs> I'm not sitting down. I'm walking around with uh-huh. either vodka or beer and swearing at the TV. Well, that's good. I thought they were walking around with them together, so I'm glad to see you at least choose between the two. All right, yeah, Dave. You can't, you can't watch uh, football and sit down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh. That was put that run right up there amongst the best laughs I've heard here on the station with Scott Service and a few other guys. Two five three says it's like listening to thirty years from now Mike Salt calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Pete Carroll coming up in twenty minutes. We'll tell you everything in the world you need to know next. It's Mike Salt Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle. You're listening to the Mike Salk Show. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Hey Salk, I really wish you were around the water cooler here with me at work. Better yet, just listen to what the national sports media is saying about Houston. We all agree. Don't forget who we beat. The defensive front line of the Texans are the worst in the entire league. This is not going to happen against the Rams. Yeah, they won. But it's nowhere near a turn. Well, I don't know. It's two games in a row. It's been building here for a little while. They've started playing some better football. Niners, obviously, are not a bad team. They're certainly not the Houston Texans. I try not to take any win lightly in the NFL. But you know what? You don't have to believe yet. I get it. You've been injured and hurt by this team, not just this year, but over the last few. If you're not ready to jump aboard full-throated, I get it. I'm not necessarily saying they're a Super Bowl team, but to say that they look the same as they did a month or two ago, sorry, I'm not buying that either. It's 9.15, time for Need to Know. Need to Know. 15 minutes past every hour with Mike Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can discount it all you want. and Beating the Texans may not make you a contender in and of itself. But don't fool yourself into thinking that that wasn't a dominant win just because of how it started, because it was. Double-digit wins don't happen that often in the NFL, and certainly not of the 20-point variety. 33-13, to 13, that should not be laughed off. I don't care who the opponent is. Unless you're playing some college team, that matters. So not only are the Seahawks not dead yet, I would say they're very much alive, especially in the playoff picture. We'll deal with some of the other teams there in a minute. 
some frustration early in this game. They let rookie quarterback Davis Mills complete his first 14 passes, a quick touchdown on the first drive. And yes, Mora, I was definitely worried at the very beginning of the game. Like, man, I talked so much trash about this guy. Couldn't remember his name. Called him like seven. I think I called him Wyatt Mills. It was like a random Mariners reliever three, four years ago. Like, I definitely made fun of him. Like, it'd be just my luck this guy will come in and torch the Seahawks, throw for like 385 yards and a win. But no, they shut him down after that first drive. Allowed just six points after that. Half of them came on a 61-yard field goal. Mills largely ineffective after the hot start. They pitched a shutout in the second half for the second straight week. As for the offense, well, they look really good, especially thanks to this guy. Second down and seven run by Penny. Left side breaks one tackle. First down. He is gone. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Rashad Penny breaks it at the line of scrimmage and takes off for 47 yards. There's a 100-plus day for the Seahawks. 137 yards for just Rashad Penny. Yeah, it would end there. 16 carries, 137 yards. He ended the day just kind of hanging out as the Seahawks had a big enough lead. Pair of touchdowns. That's a monster game for anybody. But the yards per carry average, amazing. 8.6 yards per carry. By contrast, the Jaguars had 8 yards rushing in yesterday's game total. It also wasn't just the numbers. It was the explosiveness, the breakaway speed, the power with which he ran. He ran through defenders. He ran around defenders. That was a great performance and showed you why they've been so patient and waiting for Rashad Penny, why he was a first-round pick. Hopefully this convinces Russell Wilson that the offense does still function better with a competent running game and a real commitment to running the ball. Penny strong running. Everything functioned better, including Russell. And certainly Tyler Lockett will say thank you. He was the beneficiary. Man of the Year nominee. Had five catches, 142 yards, a touchdown. Becomes the only the second receiver in team history to put up 1,000 yards in three straight years, joining the Hall of Famer Steve Largent. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, with the win, the Seahawks get to 5-8 and eight now on the year, and it keeps them very much alive in the NFC playoff race, especially with upcoming games against both Detroit and Chicago. They remain just one game behind a massive teams that are 6-7 and seven and tied for the final playoff spot. Just to run you through some of the important games this weekend, Green Bay took care of business. They beat Chicago, knocked them back to 4-9 and nine on the year, so thank you to Aaron Rodgers. Dallas nearly choked away a huge lead, but thankfully they hold on to beat Washington. Taylor Heineke lost a fumble in the final three minutes there. That was the final nail in the coffin. Micah Parsons, two sacks in that one. Atlanta improved to 6-7. and seven. That doesn't help, but in the process, they beat Carolina, who falls back to 5-8, and eight. so thank you to the Falcons. Hopefully, they'll lose a few more games here down the stretch. Something tells me they will. I don't think they're very good. Chargers dominate the Giants. Saints crush the Jets. That one didn't help. And then we get to the Bengals and the Niners. Ah, the Bengals. Thank you. They turn the ball over twice on special teams. Just gross turnovers. They miss a field goal. They drop the game-winning interception. And yet, there they are, in position to win, scoring first in overtime, and then they still lose to the Niners. What a torturous, torturous franchise to root for in every way. I don't know how anybody could do it. I didn't hear anything you I don't, said. I couldn't do it for one Sunday. It was too much for me. And, Justin, you've been doing it your whole life? <sighs> no, thanks. Opt out. Big Monday night game for the division tonight. You send one of those emails, unsubscribe. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> you click unsubscribe. and like, oh, we're so sorry to see you go. Please leave your email address. Like, no, I'm not leaving the email address. You can put me on a new list. Throw my, I'm unsubscribing. Throw my Bengals gear over a, a um, power line. Yeah, see like you guys. hang them up. <laughs> 
Big Monday night game tonight, Cardinals and Rams. Seahawks will have L.A. on Sunday. So hopefully this will be a physical one. Take a little steam out of L.A. before the biggest game of the year. Here's the third thing you need to know. Yeah, credit once again to the Kraken. They showed a little heart, picked themselves up off the map, but they needed to after they dug another huge hole. Down 4-1 to Columbus after two periods. They did come on strong with the third, eventually tying it with about four minutes left. Knockdown. Kelly Arncroft goes wide. It stops on a dime and lays it back for Larson. To the outside. Done with a shot. He stops! John Forslund, the call that did tie it up and help them earn a point, but gave it up in overtime. Jake Bean put in the game winner. Now, that's a guy who was rumored very heavily to be coming to Seattle. They passed on him in favor of Morgan Geeky. Kraken heading to San Jose tomorrow night. First meeting with the Sharks. That's everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Pete Carroll going to join me coming up here in just a moment or two. Coming off a very good game against Houston. Yeah, a bit of a slow start. But they obviously got it going. I got to imagine Pete's pretty pumped up about the running game, about the defense, about Russell rounding into shape. He told me eight weeks ago that it might take this long to figure out who this team is. So we're going to ask him, who are they now? We'll do that next. Mike Salk Show. Stick around for Pete Carroll. Coming up next on 710 ESPN Seattle. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Mike Salk. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. All right, we're just waiting on Pete Carroll. Should be here in just a moment or two. They had an early game in Houston, which usually, uh, I'm sure, makes their life a whole lot easier. I know it's challenging in the moment. By the way, remember when people used to say the Seahawks couldn't win 10 o'clock? Turns out that wasn't true at all. It's just not true at all. You know what helps is having a good team. I was having flashbacks good watching coach, that, that, that game to um, the, uh, what year was that? 20, I don't remember. Sherman picking off, uh, oh, why am I spacing on his name? And losing his shoe. Sherman lost his shoe oh, that, as he was, that was the a, pick six. Was that against the Jets or against no, Houston? No, it, it was in Houston. In game. Houston. And it was a comeback game. Yeah. Oh, why am I forgetting that quarterback's name? I don't remember. It was pre-Deshaun Watson, Number right? eight, bald head. Uh, oh, Matt Schaub? Schaub. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I was having flat like that. I hadn't watched a Houston game on TV in a while. And, you know, like suddenly you can just kind of like the composition checks out. And you're like, why do I recognize this? I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, Sherman's pick six and a shoe coming. Up. You know, it's funny. The um, uh, when when that guy John McClain was on with Jake and Stacy last week, he was talking about that moment and basically saying that that pick changed the future of those two franchises. They oh, broke sure. Matt Schaub. He was like, he had he like good. two 4,000-yard yeah. seasons in yeah. a row, and he was never the same ever again. Until he played them a few years ago and threw for like 400 <laughs> yards against them. Once he was like as all but out of the league, he came back and had that one really great game against them. But yeah, no, that's a that's true. They did sort of break Matt Schaub. And uh, yeah, I mean, those early years of Sherm and what he was capable of. He had a pick yesterday, huh? Yep. He got kind of a gift pick from... Uh, from uh, 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 Josh Allen. So, which did you say we have Pete? Oh, I don't see him. Pete, are you there? Yeah. Oh, he's sitting down right now. Oh, we're oh, getting we we're getting Pete here in just a moment. We're getting him. Uh, we're getting him onto the correct headset and everything else we've got to do in order to make the Pete Carroll show happen and in, uh, in all of its glory. So, Pete, uh, just about to uh, just about to sit down with us. Here we go, Pete. Hello. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Pete. Hold on. I'm kind of juiced up if you want to know the truth. Good, as you should be. How come? I don't know. Just ask me some questions. <laughs> Are you in a good mood juiced up or bad mood juiced up? You find out. All right. Well, good. We'll <laughs> find out together. <laughs> what happened yesterday? What would you think? 
we played a team that was struggling, and and uh, we by the time the game was over, we we won like we should. You know, we played good football and and uh, took care of the ball, moved it, made made conversions, controlled it well enough to you know to have a really good balanced solid football game. That's it. And uh, I was really fired up about um, that we went on the road, no crowd, nothing. You know, it was like it was really like a, a except for the twelves. The twelves are fantastic. They really they ruled the day in the stadium there, and uh, um, it was really like a COVID game all but you know except for the twelves that were there. So it was a really successful day for us, and we're back home. Let's go to work. I would assume that you can never take a twenty point win for granted in the NFL. They just don't happen that often. Are you talking to people that are? Well, we have, yeah. It turns out there are a few people out there, well, but it, yeah, too bad. We can't help them. We can't help them on that one, you know. But, well, how hard is it to win in the NFL? Yeah, well, it 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 gets proven every day in the NFL that you know, how hard it is, you know. And uh, one of the real challenges is, and this is like in all sports to me, um, to to play like you're capable regardless of who you're playing. And that's that's the biggest challenge. Can you do it? And and when it really shows itself, I probably said this a number of times over the years is when you play a team that's struggling, you should beat them by by a good margin if you respect the game and the preparation process and the, the game day performance. Uh, then you should you should win like that, and that's what happened. And so um, I'm really proud of our guys. That was a really good outing. Well, one guy I'm sure you're extra proud of today. He had a pretty good day yesterday, and and you really needed him too. Was this guy right here? Two tight ends on the right side, and that's the side. Penny goes to breaks free. Stiff arms a man down to the twenty. He's gonna go 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Seahawks. Rashad Penny, 32 yards and a big stiff arm, and he sticks it in the end zone. There are a lot of. 20 who are loving it in the sunshine in Houston. It dawns on me that I'm asking you about Rashad Penny. I should clarify that because he wasn't the only one who had a good uh, who had a good down on that play. But how about Rashad Penny's day yesterday? Yeah, well, I, I, that was so good. It was so good for all reasons, and and it it also reminded us what it's like to have a home run hitter out there, you know, and, and what the anticipation for the fans and the, and, us, and the players, you know, he gets a crack and he can go, you know, and, and uh, that was really something. It's been a long, hard struggle for him, and, and uh, he's fought his way through it and done everything he could. I mean, he's, he's pretty much spoken to it and, and uh, done, I guess done a pretty good job of, you know, trying to describe what it's like to be under that kind of scrutiny and, and not quite able to get right, you know. And, and so he finally is, and, and uh, it was really, really fun to watch him play. And, and it was uh, the guys up front did a great job, and you saw the perimeter blocks too by the receivers. Uh, did a really good job, too, to add to it, and uh, it was a big day running the football. How hard is that for you to, to, to stay with a guy who's struggling and, and know how to support somebody in a, in a position like he's been in this year? Um, I would say it's I'm, I'm really good at that I mean, in general. I mean, because I, I, mean, I don't give up on stuff you know and, and uh you know i don't look for a way out to try to justify why not you know i'm always looking the other way you know why is this guy not being great and what and and if we can help him believe in it we can help him see the way to it you know and so that I, i'm the last guy to to fade on people so it isn't hard that's just the way i'm made to do it but um i i can't tell you i don't love to see guys when they come through and you know, and to see that you know that emergence for him and the growth and hopefully we'll take a big step and you come back and just play good again that's all just just play good and hard he was running tough yesterday that was the most physical uh, outing he's ever had uh the most productive one and uh and i think the most just like he can be he just played like he can be he, he didn't play out, out of his mind he just played like he's capable of playing and and uh uh, that was what a boost for our team to have the running game like that, you know, 
look at look at our play and look how we how it all fit together. It was uh, it was exactly what we hope it looks like. We we've known he's got the breakaway speed, but the physical element of it is that something that you have coached to him? Is that something sure. that you guys stressed to to Rashad along the way? Yeah, he's always been such a big play guy. All his background was just big long runs. Remember, he scored seven touchdowns on kickoff returns in college. You know, <laughs> I mean, he just felt like he could just run through anything. And uh, there's there's a mentality of it. I honestly think that uh, he got a little boost. I think he might have said it. I heard he said about seeing Adrian practice and the way he worked. And uh, and it, it was so obvious when we watched Adrian, you know, go to work last week. Um, and and I think Rashad picked up on it. And he's picking his feet up a little differently. And he's and he's getting behind his pads a little bit differently. And uh, that, you know, he's 230 pounds, you know, he's a big running back and he's the fastest guy we have. Well, that you, you, you combine that utilizing that, it makes him really dangerous. And so let's go, let's go next week and let's see if we can, you know, have another good outing and, and, uh, and see him just keep growing. Speaking of guys with good days yesterday, Tyler Lockett, uh, obviously another huge outing for him. Does he get the respect he deserves around the league? I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't think he does. I mean, he gets it around here because we know and love him and, and all that. But I don't know that um, you know he is touted as much. To watch him daily or weekly in and out of, of these games and these opportunities and just so beautifully, gracefully make these plays all look perfect. You know, he makes the catches look perfect. He, he'll time up Russ's throws and use his body to position himself. So it looks like the ball is exactly where it's supposed to be thrown time and time again. I'm not taking anything away from Russ's throws. He just... He just fits it up so nicely, and then he coordinates it with the sidelines or the end zone or, or, or the people around him. It, he's just a remarkably talented football player and, and athlete, and it's great that we get to see him and, and all that. And uh, I, I wish everybody knew it. I mean, what do you got to do? Thousand yards, three years in a row. What, what you know? That's that's like uh, Steve Largent stuff, you know, around here. And so, um, it, it, it had a magnificent performance yesterday. Do you remember when you first saw him when he first showed up here, and some of your first impressions of Tyler? Oh yeah, no, I, I I go all the way back to watching his film before we ever saw the guy, and <clears throat> I I really thought I saw him as the best route runner in college football, and it, just because of the precision and stuff. I didn't have any idea about all of this other instinctive stuff. I didn't know why he was like he is, but he's he's I do remember all the way back to that. So when he first came here, um, he just was so darn fast. You know, that's that was the first thing because he was so fast, and then uh, and then we you know he he grew on us as he just showed us what he was all about. Man of the year, too. I mean, you kind of put together his personality and and his actions as a human. I mean, just he seems like just the total package of a person. Yeah, he is. You know, I wish I wish the the fans would be able to hear him uh, uh, you know, do spoken word too. He's so talented. He he can go and go and go for you know like twenty minutes on on a topic, and he's doing his stuff, and he's remarkable. It's like rapping, you know, but but without music kind of thing. And and uh, he's so talented there too. It just comes out in every every aspect of his makeup. I heard you talk a little bit about Al Woods after the game. We had talked about him last week as well. So that's a couple of really good performances in a row. What, what kind of emotion does he bring to both his game and the game in general? Well, this is a this is an amazing story. I mean, this guy's in – he didn't play last year because of the COVID thing and protecting his family and all of that. And he comes back at 30-whatever, and he's having the best year he's ever had. He's playing the best football he's ever played, as in, to my recollection, and you know we've we've known Al for a long time around here, and, and uh, he's uh, he, he's emotional, he's tough, he's uh, he is the word, you know. When 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 Kenny will ask a question to the defense, or will ask a question in a team meeting, and, and Al speaks, it's like you know it's like the old E. F. Hutton thing, you know. Everybody shuts up and listens, and it's it's 
because it comes from such a great source because he's he's really a complete person you know he's really got his act together he's got a great world outside of football he's got a business he's got a huge family he's got everything working it's because he's just that talented of a guy you know and and so and he also is emotional you know he gets jack look at him as his celebrations and stuff He's having the time of his life, and he's playing better than he ever has, and, and you know, couldn't be more excited for him. I wanted to take you back uh, to a, a more uncomfortable conversation that we had about two months ago. It was after the Pittsburgh loss. You cool. Had, you had flown home overnight. We did the interview early in the morning, right after you got off the right after you got off the plane. But I, I wanted to play you just the very beginning of this because it strikes me that this was exactly two months ago or eight weeks ago that you told me this. It's just going to take us two months. We're not going to know anything for eight. Eight ten weeks before really what what the season's all about. You said that exactly eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. and here you see a team eight weeks later. You've won two games in a row. Do you think you now know what this season's about? Well, we don't know what it holds. You know, we 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 do know that uh, that we found you know we found a rhythm again. You know, Russ Russ was really affected for a long time by this injury, and uh, you know it was three and a half games that he missed and missed the Rams, the end of the Rams, and then the next three. And then uh, he comes back and he's he's in he's recovering he's re, he's recouping his his talents and everything. And uh, yesterday was with as we mixed our game together. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but I don't, I don't care. The, um, as we mixed our game together, um, and you saw the the combination of us playing defense and doing our things in the kicking game. Mike was Mike D was unbelievable again. You know, he had a great game. And uh, and you see us mix the running game and and. And Russ played vintage Russ yesterday. He made so many um, unbelievable moves to get free, to make the throw, to throw the two-minute touchdown pass. One of the best plays of the day was the touchdown pass that was called back to DK. That's an extraordinary moment of just reaction and throw and and accuracy and all that. That was was such a shame that we missed that play. Uh, But – and all of the rest of the stuff too, you know. He, but that wasn't a, a special game for Russ. That's just the way Russ plays. And uh, he's 115 rating, you know. And we win the game going away. And uh, so, um, I, I just think that there's it's it's really it, it did take this long, you know. And if it was I don't know the eight weeks thing so far back, but that's just projecting how long it's going to take us to get back to right, you know. And 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 uh, um, you know we didn't know what was going to happen with Russ coming back, and but we we knew that that. Gino would grow, and he did get better, and he was ready to go, and he has best game at the last game, you know, and then Russ comes back. And uh, so we, now what we're faced with is a, a big freaking finish opportunity, and let's see what kind of noise we can make. You know, we've got great matchups in the division coming up. we got big games every week, and, and uh, we're finally in the fourth quarter of this thing. And let, let, Let's see. I'm really anxious to see, Mike, how – if we can play like we've played in years past in the fourth quarter of the season, you know, we, we have, I've been hammering our guys about the fundamentals, hammering them about the, the the basics that make you a good football player and a good football team, so that at the end of the year we're doing that stuff where maybe some other people aren't. And I don't know that that it's always been the way we've gone about it. We've always finished well. Maybe that's part of the reason. I'm, I'm anxious to see. I don't care who we're playing. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It, it's about us doing our thing. So. We'll see what happens. Well, you got a big one this week, obviously, uh, against the Rams and a team that, that you know, m- they've had your number more often than not, unfortunately. So when you have beaten them, and you beat them last year in December to win the division, what's been the difference for you guys when you have had success against them? Uh, not letting the pass rush be the factor, I think, as much as anything. You know, they've had such a such – a, uh, vibrant pass rush. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, that it's been a factor, you know, and, and we have to minimize that. 
And so there's different ways to do that, you know, and we've got to do them all if we're going to get it done so that you know, Russ can be free to play, uh, freed up, and we've got to uh, mix the mix the game so that we can run the ball like we'd like to and, and then, uh, you know, go back to the game when we did beat them and we had a real normal game, and that's we, we have to be able to do that. Uh, obviously that starts with, with their big pass rusher in the middle there and everything that Aaron Donald does. I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you approach a game and game planning for somebody like him where he lines up in so many different spots and he's got so many different ways that he can attack you? We just have to have a complete plan to, to, and hopefully that it's, it fits whatever they decide to do well enough, we can adapt and adjust. If, because they do mix their fronts enough where um, some games they'll feature some and, and other games they'll feature other ones, and you're not quite sure until you play you know, what that game day uh, presents. Um, so we have to have flexibility, and we've got to be really sound, and we've got to be really smart about it and, and not, and not you know, just miss the factor that he can. He's not the only guy. they 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 got some other dudes out there too now, and uh, it's, a, it's a good group. So it's a good challenge for us. Uh, we beat these guys before. They beat us before. Um, let's go see what happens. I would imagine you're pretty proud of your defense right now. Two second-half shutouts in a row. I mean, th- those don't happen every day in the NFL either. What are they doing well right now? Uh, a lot of things, really. It starts up front. Uh, they can't run the football at us at all. You know, we another two-point-something per rush. The rush, rush for 60 yards, 70 yards last week, and, and – uh, 60 yesterday. Um, that's that's a constant. So that we build on the constant. Our guys are really suited to play the running game. You know, when, with Al and, and Brian Monet, who we're going to miss for some here, uh, and, and Puna inside. Those guys have been phenomenal. And what's happened is the, our linebackers have 240 tackles. You know, behind that line of scrimmage, and and, and the running game has been really good. Our pass rush has really been been hard to find, and, and uh, we've generated when we pressure. But the our guys are trying, and and they're just. They're they're built, you know, for another style, and so we're doing the best we can with that. But um, I think the defense is playing excellent football right now. The corner play has been so much better. It's, they've been uh, active and and, uh, and creative with the things that they're doing. They're tackling really well, um, and they're not big guys. They're just studs. They're studly kids doing it. You know, How about and, that hit that Sidney Jones had yesterday on uh, on the little bubble screen. For whatever yeah. reason, that one stood out. It just reminded me of Sherm, the way he would come up and and instincts. take the body on those plays. Instincts, yeah. And, and, and he, that's not a play. He's he's you know he's got deep responsibility, but he read the whole thing and 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 had the. Uh, you know, the makeup to go for it. And he made a great third down stop right there. I mean, he had a great hit last week on the goal line. His hit on the goal line was really the message sending hit, you know, and, and uh, I thought for, for that goal line stand, um, I don't know if it was kind of in the middle of the pile, so you wouldn't see it so much, but it was a fantastic play. Sidney's really stepping up. You know, he's, he's, he's competing because he knows that, that uh, bless Austin's trying to get some play time too, you know, and that's competition's a beautiful thing. He's playing the best he's played for us. Daryl Taylor, I don't, I don't know whether you consider him this is rookie year since he didn't play it all last year. He's not technically a rookie, but he's, uh, he's a rookie. Yeah, he didn't play. If that's the case, I mean, six sacks is a pretty darn impressive rookie year. And I, I think back on Frank Clark, sort of the last big defensive end that you guys developed and drafted, and it did, it took him beyond his rookie year to really come into his own and even get that much playing time as a rookie. He, he's going to end the season with more than six now. He's yeah, gonna, you know, he's just getting warmed up. He had two yesterday. You know, he take take one away for a penalty. Um, He's really doing well, uh, and and he's really the bright spot, and and he's got a great future. What the the fans will learn about him in time, and what a great spirit this kid has. We were, honestly we didn't we didn't know that it was um, he he was such a 
such a highly spirited guy. And I'm, when I say that, that's like Jamal, you know, the, the kind of attitude that he brings and the stuff you see out of Al Woods, the, the willingness to be you know, pumped up and excited and pump up his teammates. He is always fired up. And he's at practice every day and whether it's walkthroughs and stuff. Uh, I, and honestly, even in the last year, the first year with him, I did not see that and didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, he's emerged. Through, remember, remember we talked about how hard he worked in this off season, um, And I was kind of surprised, you know, because, well, you know, he's, going over and above in so many different areas. But he did an incredible job in the offseason. Look at the, the, the payoff. And, but more than that, it's because he's got a great spirit about him, and, and uh, he's going to be a fantastic player. And he, he made a transition, right? I mean, he was more of a defensive end, and, and you guys asked him to be more of a linebacker. I don't know that I fully understand the differences of, of what you've asked him to change, but he slimmed out a little bit. And how has that, is that transition gone? It's just, it's a, there's a crossover in here about rushing and dropping. You know, and we want him rushing as much as possible. And uh, but the outside back when you know, we we play four three scheme most people would look at it, but really with three four personnel I, we've been doing that since I was at Arkansas and so uh, you know I go back to SC when Cush and, and uh, you know and Clay Matthews were our outside guys you know are they are they Leos or are they Sam backers you know that's just the way we've done it over the years and so um, he he's really capable we're done, going back to uh, to Joe he's really capable of doing everything he can play outside backer he can play uh, the Leo spot uh, so what we like doing is keep them guessing, you know, keep them guessing with a featured pass rushing role. And, and sometimes he gets in coverage and makes some plays like he did last week. You mentioned that uh, the guys up front, I assume you mean the guys in the middle as you're talking about the, the pass rush, that they're not necessarily, I think you said, built for that. That's a trade-off that you've got to make, right, as a coach right. and deciding. So, so how, do you, how do you make those decisions in terms of it's more important for us at that time to, to have a, a guy that can stop the run? Well, um, hopefully we make those decisions really I knew well, that was coming. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you, you, you did it. But um, I saw the yeah, smile yeah. as I started. I was like, oh, I know where this one's going. I read the defense on that one pretty well. Really, I got you. The, um, yeah, we, you know, we try to mix, to mix, to maximize, you know, and, and uh, um, we, when you play the run that well, then it really does help you in, in how you play the game. And, and, you know, they throw the ball a lot at us, and they're going to add some yards up and all that, but – it's it's hard to win doing that, you know. As long as you don't get, you're not giving up big plays. And uh, we've been really good. We're like fourth in the league in, in explosive plays, you know. So that's a huge stat for us. It's a huge stat, and we might be as good as anybody in the running game. Maybe the best. I don't know. But uh, that's a big stat for you, you know. And and uh, so maybe there's a little bit of pain with the high completion percentage because we're playing a lot of zone and and, uh, and making them dump the ball down, and we just got to beat them up when they do it. And, and uh, so that's kind of how it's going. I would rather rush the passer than anything. I would rather be getting after the quarterback and making him uh, have to have to falter. When we pressured, we were really effective yesterday. Uh, maybe as you look back, we could have done more, but they didn't do anything. They, they scored one touchdown on the opening drive, you know. And so um, that drive, we had two major mistakes in the play in that drive, and they, that's how they got down there. And so, um, you know, the rest of the game, the guys played great. You know, they had two field goals the rest of the day. Were you a little bit more aggressive after that drive and, and not necessarily rushing the passer, but in playing some more man coverage, et cetera, and mixing that in a little bit more? No, that wasn't it. That wasn't what the problem was. We we just busted, a, we just missed a couple drops and, and, and gave them gave freebies, you know. And the, the big crossing route, we needed to stop that play. That was the one that changed the drive. And, and uh, the third down play that they made, the first third down play was a we played that play all week long, killed it all week long, and then we gave it to them. And, and then we, they, they run it one more time against the same coverage, and we kill it the next time. So it's just, you know, plays get away from you, and, and it happened. They, they were able to piggyback it in that one drive. 
You said last week that you guys weren't dead yet. Has that been a bit of a and, and certainly you're not. You were very much alive uh, as you look at, at both the standings and where where all the teams are going moving forward. Has that been a rallying cry for this team? Um, no, no, <laughs> just for sorry, you. <laughs> sorry, yeah, just me. <laughs> it's for me. It's your rallying cry. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rallying and I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, no matter what the situation of the early part of this season, when we here we are entering the last four games of the year. What would we be thinking? We got to win this game, and and, and then we got to win the next. One. We got to win all four of them. It's like we did last year. We have to do that again. And if that happens, we'll see what what that means. It may mean something. It may not. We may have screwed it up too much early to to get anything out of that. But it wouldn't matter what the records were. Or the, what was that's how you go about it. And we've had such a commitment to finishing. I, I I'm just thrilled for the challenge of it. I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see if you know all of the the success that like. That uh, the Rams have had this year versus our lack of that uh, this year. We'll let's we'll see what happens. Let's go play the game and find out where we are, and, and uh, you know, and then we'll take the next one on. I don't even know who the next game is, so this, this is the only one on the schedule. And uh, as I, th- I think you guys have probably been talking about all morning that you know, oh God, it's such a big game, and the whole season depends on it. Well, that's that was the same thing last week too. <laughs> it was the week before, and uh, that's the only way we know how to do it. So don't worry about us. We're we're going for it. It's the final four seventeenths of the season now. As, <laughs> that's as right. Know. That's right. Well, the final quarter for sure. Four games left to go, and a uh, big one obviously on Sunday. We'll look hey, you got. Hey, how about let me let me put you on the spot. Oh. You got one more raves on the way out. Oh, get, sure. I got some more Rabel. Yeah, Let's see. Hold on. Let me give you a little out. bit more Rabel before we get out of here. You want some more Rashad Penny? With uh, here we go. That would that'd be fun. Right, here we or, go. Or I would go for the halftime, the play right before halftime. Uh, I don't have that one in front of me, but I do have this one. This one's still pretty good. Second down and seven run by Penny. Left side breaks one tackle. First down. He is gone. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Rashad Penny breaks it at the line of scrimmage and takes off. For 47 yards, there's a 100-plus day for the Seahawks, 137 yards for just Rashad Penny. All right, hold on. I found this for you just because I know you want. Just for you. We'll be late. We'll eat into Jake and Stacy's show. They don't need this time. Hold on. Take a break, Jake. Stops, looks, throws deep. Got a man out there locking. Wide open. Touchdown, Seahawks. How in the world does Tyler Lockett get open? As he hits the deck and swims the rest of the way, <laughs> a 55-yard rainbow by Russell Wilson. And the 12s, and there are a lot of them, are going nuts. And Houston, 16-10, the Hawks lead. That was a pretty huge play, by the way, at the end of the that half. Was, huh? no, that was amazing. That's amazing to see that. Hey, we, Raves is such a treasure. I don't know how you know how many people listen to the radio show and supposed to watch it on TV, but what a treasure, man. He, he does a great job. You can't wait to hear him hear him call that stuff like that. Right. Nice going, Steve. You keep winning games. We'll keep playing your Rabel cuts the next morning, okay? Beautiful. All right. I'll talk Thanks. to you next week. Thanks, Coach. There you see go. You. Bye. Be Carroll, every, uh, every single morning after the games, he joins me here on the Mike Salk Show. And some really good stuff in there, and you kind of hear where they're going, where they're at, and where they're uh, what they have left to do. Final four games of the season, and it starts Sunday against L.A. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Stick around for Jake and Stacy. They're coming up next. Give you their take on this one. Talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Goodbye.